You're listening to Amplify Ambition. I'm Kristen Edwards, speaker, coach, and your guide for ambitious women to become industry leaders and grow a sustainable business without the hustle. Listen to conversations on authentic leadership, self-awareness, and strategic planning for growing your business. I believe big dreams can be your reality when you embrace all of who you're meant to be and focus on the business that works for you and your lifestyle. Now let's dive into today's episode. So excited for today's guest. She is Toronto-based, which you know makes my heart smile as Canada is my second home. Um, A fun fact for people who don't know it, I actually learned the Canadian anthem before I learned the American anthem because I spent all my summers celebrating Canada Day and not the 4th of July, but that I, you know, was born and raised in America. But I'm so excited again for today's guest. She is a seven-figure plus, seven-plus figure business coach and strategist dedicated to helping mompreneurs. So Leanne, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So before we dive into all the things, I built my band on being a multi-passionate. And so I really love to tell us what you do most of the time, but then really what's that thing that you're passionate about, but is not necessarily showing up as an obvious part of your brand? Sure. Well, so I'm a business coach. I help mama entrepreneurs build profitable, successful businesses so they can live their wildest dreams. And that is truly my heart's work. I love helping mamas create income for themselves. I love them helping explore. I love helping them explore their passions and their desires and to make a living doing something they love on their own terms, which I just think is in this day and age, it's our birthright to do so. So that's kind of like me in a nutshell and in terms of like what the brand is. Um, In terms of like what the not so obvious stuff would be, um, I really love... uh, I don't know how to say this, but I really think that we all need to be taking care of our physical bodies. So I'm not a health coach. I don't aspire to be a health coach, um, but I love uh, anything outdoors. I love hiking. I love swimming. Uh, I just came from uh, this morning. You can probably tell based on how my hair looks. Uh, I did a hot yoga class, followed up with a cold plunge in the lake here in Lake Ontario. (laughs) And I, 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 I think you know, a lot of us think, oh, we'll build these successful businesses so we can make a lot of money so we can have time to do things like go for hikes. And I just think it's the other way around. I think we have to build it into our life. And I want to live a really long time. I want to be a grandmama one day. I'm lucky enough to be a mama to two kids, but I want to be a great grandmama if I can. And so it's just something that I'm very passionate about is like in the little ways that we can, um, to start building in that if, if, if physical wellness is important to you, I think, you know, we all could be prioritizing it a little bit more than we are. Yeah, no, I, I love that. And I, I love what you're saying around it as well It's it's not creating the life of your dreams just so you can put the money in your bank account, but to really, truly create a long life um, and to live it out every single day, not just in 20 years when you get to the end of the road. So um, I can't say I do the hot yoga to cold plunging part of it, but the hiking I'm totally here for. So absolutely finding that physical fit, you know, incorporating that physical fitness into what you do. I 100% agree with you on that side of it. And let me just say the hot yoga thing is new. I'm, I'm kind of like, um, I, I like to like to flirt around with different activities. So when I was growing up, I was a figure skater 
then I became in my, in my teens and twenties, I was a competitive cheerleader just as that sport was taking off. And then, um, later in my later twenties, uh, I lived in Japan for two years and I became a black belt in karate in two years. And I continued to study it back here in Toronto. And I just, I think that our bodies get bored. And as we age, it's really important to find things that our bodies like that feel different too. And not just, I mean, you know, this, we spend a lot of time sitting in these chairs and staring at these boxes and, 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 you know, sitting in this position as we age, we need to find those things that challenge us in new ways. And, um, and, and it has to be fun uh, too. Like I'm just a big believer that life is meant to be lived and meant to be enjoyed. And whether that's moving your body or taking an art class or, you know, just going for a stroll with your dog and a cup of coffee, if that's what lights you up, you know, like life is short, we got to do those things. Yeah, no, I totally, totally love that and agree. It's, it's one, what like excites you and it's definitely an individual thing. Um, I don't know if hot yoga will ever make it to my list or the rounds, but like, I'll never say never on that either. Um, but I definitely Fair agree enough. with you and kind of finding that rotation of what it is. I had like a four year kickboxing thing. And then now I'm Ooh. like, I don't want to kick anything. I mean, well, sometimes I do, but not as much as in that same regard or like a five-year stint on like Zumba, like five days a week. And now I'm like, yeah, music, cool, uh, you know, type of thing. So again, it, it totally ebbs and flows. And sometimes there's six months and not five years, but you know, I went through a Zumba phase too, actually, when my kids were really little, I loved my Zumba classes. Yeah. So it's just finding what matters, you know, for you and is keeping your body in shape. Exactly that, right? Our bodies are changing and the ebbs and the flows and then the knees are creaking too. So figuring out yeah. what works for you in that particular season. Yes. Yes all to right. all of that. <laughs> so thanks for sharing all of the health stuff. Now let's get back to what you do on the business side of stuff. Now, obviously you said you're, you're passionate about working with mama premieres, but whether you are a mom of children or dogs or plants or just whatever, I, I know you have a lot of wisdom to share with our listeners today or love to hear a little bit more about what really got you started on this journey and, you know, kind of why you're so committed to helping the women that you do serve now. Yeah. So I, um, much like a lot of the people listening, I had a day job. I worked in travel sales. I had over a period of time, got very good at it. I liked my job. I liked the people that I worked with, but there was just something in me that kind of get, kept getting louder and louder. And especially after having kids, I felt very strongly that, I don't know if you can relate to this, but I felt very strongly that my greatest gifts and talents were kind of being wasted. And I was like plonking away on this uh, someone else's business, building someone else's dreams, lining someone else's pockets. I was making, I was, I was selling $2 million worth of travel a year. And yet I was keeping so very little of that. And it just dawned on me one day, if I could make this kind of money, for someone else doing something I'm kind of passionate about. Imagine how much money I could make for myself if I was doing something I was super passionate about. And that thought just kept nagging at me and nagging at me. So um, here in Canada, as you may know, we get these beautiful one-year maternity leaves uh, if we want, uh, even longer now actually. But at the time, I had it in my head with that with each of my kids, I would stay home for the year. I would enjoy that privilege and kind of use that time to bond with my baby, but also figure out what I wanted to do. And I had two kids within two years. 
So the people at my day job used to joke that I was on the every other year plan because I'd be in for a year and then be out for a year and in for a year. And uh, yeah, and that during that time, um, I dabbled with stuff. So I, I tried an MLM. I sold Arbonne for a couple months, very quickly realized it was not for me, but actually really, really enjoyed the idea that I could have something of my own. And that led me to my first official business, which was a custom art business for kids. And so I would be painting these beautiful, um, you know, pictures and growth charts on canvas and people would pay me for them because I could customize them. And I got very good, very quickly, but I also realized that, um, it was never going to, you know, make me millions of dollars and that it, I would probably end up with a very sore shoulder after so many years. So I kept trying different things and I kept following my heart. And this has actually been my whole life. Um, I'm very creative. I like to try new things and I, um, and, and I, I like making money. There is a spark that some, something, something sort of shifts in me when I can see that I'm adding value to someone's life and it's they're, you know, and they're willing to pay me for it. And I think that's probably a lot of the people listening to this is like, it's exciting when you stumble across that thing that people are into. And so eventually what happened was because of that first business, I started a little local meetup group with moms in the area that also had other businesses. And one day I said, you know, why don't, why don't I do a little talk on sales? Cause I, you know, I work in sales. I know a bit, why don't I do a little conversation around that? You can come to my house. We'll have a glass of wine. So some of them came, some of them had babies with them. And I spoke for two hours on how to sell yourself essentially. And I was just so lit up. And I realized in that moment, this is the work that I meant to do because you know, who doesn't have a problem selling themselves? Men. Men. <laughs> so chill. Right. And here I was in this room of smart, talented women that were undervaluing themselves and struggling with imposter syndrome and struggling to make the big leaps and play a bigger game, which I knew they desperately wanted to do. And I thought, this is where I meant to serve right here. And so, you know, within a couple of years from that moment, I had fully made the leap from my day job. But during that time, I was building slowly and I was testing things out. I was testing out offers. I was, um, you know, I would, I would host workshops and events. I loved that stuff. And then eventually I was like, no, I think I'm ready to, to go all in. And, um, and I did. And that was five and a half years ago. And I've never looked back. That's so awesome. And honestly, my biggest takeaway from that is that you were willing to try new things because I think yes. so often we're like, this is my 50 year plan and I can never change my mind. And it's like, well, I change my mind on what I want to eat. Like almost every meal, I'm like yeah. I take something out for dinner and I change my mind by the time it's actually time to cook that meat. And so why do we think that we can't change our mind on our careers, let alone on the type of businesses that we want to have? Figuring out what lights you up only happens when you test the waters and see what out there is actually lighting you up. And then for you to say, I found excitement and joy in adding value into someone else's life. You're like, even on the art side of it, you were like, they were excited for it and I got paid. Now I'm helping moms, which I think is even better than art. Art is great, but like even better, way more value. So like even more money. 
but I'm even watching your face and obviously people are only listening to the audio of that. But like, as you told your story, you're like, and then I did this. And I'm like, she's so excited. Just remembering the joy and the impact that she's had on these lives. And so of course you've been doing it for five years because you found that thing, but you also had to go through that roller coaster and that trial period. And I think that's what so many of us get scared of is saying like, can I pivot ever? And I'm like, the answer is yes, but recognizing that and believing it for ourselves as well. You know what it is? I think we hate to get it wrong. And, and that's because we were raised in a time, most of us, you know, I was born in the late seventies. A lot of the women I served born in the, in the eighties and some even in the nineties. And we were raised with this understanding of when we get it right, we're rewarded. And when we get it wrong, people are disappointed by us. And so I see that time and again, women want to do a thing. They know there's risk there, but then they say, I'm not going to do it because what if I get it wrong? Won't I feel hurt? Won't people laugh at me? Won't people think I'm stupid? And the reality is that might happen, right? Like people might think that, but it's, you kind of have to balance the risks versus the rewards. And the reward is so much greater. Like I've made mistakes, big ones, huge ones, painful ones, but it doesn't outweigh the joy. And for me, it, it really is about impact. It's about, I know without a shadow of a doubt, I'm changing lives with the work that I do. And what's cool about that is when I serve those women, they go out and they serve their audiences and they're changing lives. And we're part of this ecosystem that, that we don't even realize the effect that we're making, but we, we have to be willing to get it wrong. And we have to be willing to be disliked and, and, and not everyone's going to like us. Not everyone's going to think we're the smartest person in the room or want to buy from us. It doesn't make them wrong and it doesn't make us wrong. It just is part of the journey and a big part of trying stuff. I mean, we can go deep into business today or not, but like, you've got to find who your people are and then you've got to find what it is that they need more than anything else and find a way to get that to them. That's really business building 101. If you can figure those things out and and guess what? You're just like you said, it's going to change. It's going to evolve. The women that I serve today are pretty different than the women I served back in those early days at the meetups and stuff. Like it's, it is a, it's women playing a bigger game. It's a higher caliber entrepreneur. That's for sure. And they're going different places. Um, But I wouldn't have known that if I wasn't willing to try stuff and get it wrong. So that's, that's my advice is like, be willing to get it wrong. Cause you probably get it right most of the time. And you'll, and if you can develop this spirit, you'll have a lot more fun, which is, isn't that what it's all about? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's, what's the point of starting a business? Cause like granted, there are much easier things I could do in my life than run a business. Yes. So what's the point of starting a business? If I'm not enjoying it, if I'm not having fun, like if I'm going to go be yeah. miserable, I'll go work at the fast food place. Cause at least I'll yeah. get a free lunch. We'll be healthy, yeah. but like it's an option. So yeah. might as well have passion and fun and excitement in the work that I'm doing. And obviously, like, yes, as a coach specifically, I'm watching that transformation happen. If you're a consultant, you're watching that transformation happen within an organization. So I think the rewards are te- not just the financial, but like my ego gets a little boosted along, you know, the way of of seeing that joy, seeing that fulfillment and seeing the rewards again, not just financially. Well, 
I think you hit the nail on the head. It's not even just so much our ego. Humans are driven to want to experience progress. That's how we're wired. Um, that's why we crave growth and, and contribution and significance and all those things. So what happens when you prove to yourself that you can do the things that you once thought you couldn't, you get this, it, it is an ego boost, but I think beyond that, it's a feeling of capability, Yes. right? You, you, you take these tools and you apply them and they work. And so you're skill building along the way and you're watching yourself do things. Like when I, when I look back to my first year in business, if that woman could see all the things that she will have done in the next five years, she wouldn't have believed it. But, but you do, you, you, by pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, you under, you uncover a resilience you didn't even know you had. And then as mothers, what I think is really cool about that is we are showing our children what's possible too. My kids are super into Julia, Julia, my daughter, who's 10. Um, the other day, uh, her, class was reading a book and she spoke up and she said to the teacher, my mom teaches us visualization and we know how to manifest stuff. And I was like, I don't know that everyone talks about their mom that way in school. <laughs> I don't know that <laughs> really not. <laughs> right. But, um, but in a weird way, I was proud. I was like, yeah, I'm teaching my kid that there is stuff that goes on beyond what we learn in the textbooks and that our minds are these beautiful tools that I'm, I'm a hundred percent, 150% convinced that everything I've created in the last five and a half years is not a result of just hard work. It's a result of mindset and choice and, and being willing to think big. So I don't know, I could talk about this stuff all day. <laughs> Me too. And it's really hard to yeah, condense these podcasts. To. Like, here's what I wanted to say in five hours, um, in 30 minutes, but yeah. I, I love that. And so, I mean, I feel like you've already given so many nuggets of wisdom, but I'd love to hear some of the kind of rules for success that you help the mompreneurs that you work with um, yeah. in really creating that success and that foundation that they want for growth. Okay. So I think the first one is that nothing else outside of you can define you. And that goes for other people's opinions that goes for outside circumstances. I mean, we're just coming out of one of the strangest two years of our entire existence. Um, and what I kept saying to my women throughout the pandemic was, you know, don't let it define you. Sure, you might be in a lockdown, you might not be able to do what you wanna do, but this is not going to define you. And I see a lot of women lose faith in themselves because of a snarky comment that their neighbor made or their mother-in-law thinks their business is a joke. And we're all going to face that. I face judgment on a daily basis, but the difference is I don't let it stop me. I let it fuel me. And if you can do that, if you can kind of harness that, I think that's the number one rule for success is that outside circumstances or individuals cannot determine your worth or your ability to achieve things. They just can't. It's, it's, it, it is within you. I would say that's not rule number one. I don't know if you want to pause there and chime in, but I, I cause I, I got a few more. Yes, yes. And yes. Now you keep going. <laughs> okay. The next one is if you're serious about your business, set financial targets for yourself, even if you don't know what to set. And even if you don't think they're po possible, if you are working towards nothing, you're going to achieve nothing. If you're crossing your fingers and hoping to make, I'm going to do big air quotes here, some money. I don't know. I would like to make some money or I don't know. I'd like to make more. Be clear. 
the universe likes specificity. So I encourage all the women that work with me set an annual financial target, and then they break that down into monthly financial targets. And we work towards those every single month. And what's really amazing is I just spoke to a woman yesterday. Her name is Caitlin. She was did my A Players group coaching program last summer. So it's been a year. And she said, you encouraged me to set high targets. And I remember laughing, thinking there's no way, but whatever, I'll do what she says. And um, I believe the target was in the six figures. I'm not 100% certain, but I know it was a very big stretch for her at the time. And she just told me that she just looked at her targets the other day and she had made it. She had made the, the goal that she set one year ago for herself. So I just think if, if we want to achieve big things, then we have to be willing to get clear with ourselves what that is. Yeah. And then hold ourselves to that, right? It's okay to not hit a goal too. It's okay to set something so big and then fall short. But if you're not setting it, you can't possibly get there. Yeah. One of my favorite workshops that I do, usually like December every year as people are goal planning for the year ahead is called Profit with a Plan. Although I keep changing the title, but like, that's it. Profit with a Plan. That's a good one. I like Um, it. And it's based on setting quarterly goals, but I mean, that's how the year and the month works is just divide it however you want. But if you don't have a target in mind, how can you get there? So like, what's the break even in my business? If I have a coach and I'm paying for all these tech tools and different things, what's that break even number? And what do I need to pay off debt or to travel or to pay my mortgage and buy groceries? Like whatever your money is there for, recognizing what those numbers are. Because if you don't know your cost of living, how can you set a target? And so not everyone cares about the six figures. Maybe it's an extra $3,000 coming into your house at the end of the month so that they're is a cushion and you can afford the sport. Absolutely. And maybe you actually need to go make $300,000 because you picked a really expensive place to live um, and your kids play the most expensive sports or activities they could possibly find. So like whatever your number is, but know it for yourself and then know what the break-even number is and then what gives you that cushion and that excitement or you could actually go buy the crazy expensive parts, whatever those things are for you, but having the why behind what that number is as well. But if you never write down that target, I love what you said. How are you going to get there? Like you don't even know what you're aiming for. Shoot for the moon and you land among the stars. So like, cool, I want to make $5,000. Now we know we're going somewhere in comparison to like, I want to make some money. I think the other thing that I'll add to that is being open to where that money comes from. So set the target. And maybe you thought I'm going to be a business coach and I'm going to have 50% of my income come from one-on-one clients, but it happens to actually come from all these one-off sessions, but you got a lot of one-off sessions, celebrate that. Don't get mad that it didn't come in the way that your plan worked. Celebrate that you got to the money in the end and recognize that each step of the way. I think sometimes you're like, I don't have a million dollars, therefore I'm a failure. And you're like, cool. You made a half a million. Oh, you made a quarter million. Let's look at the 8 billion people on this planet and talk about how much they aren't making and celebrate even that $200 that just came into you. I love all of this. I love all of it. And I especially love the word celebrate, celebrate it, be grateful for it, enjoy it. And more will come. And if, as you say, like you might start with 200 and in a year that 200 might be 2000. 
or 20,000. So, and that's been my experience is that when you find what you're good at, the money starts to flow really, really well. Um, My last tip, I'll give, I'll give you three nuggets because I already gave you two. I'll give you one more. My last tip is to surround yourself with people who are doing the kinds of things you want to be doing. Because everyone uses the term, you know, find those like-minded women, find those. And I think like-minded is valuable, but I actually think what's more valuable is that they're doing the things, right? It's more like like-actioned people. Um, I don't want to be surrounded by people who think the way I think all the time. I love that my community of mama entrepreneurs is super diverse and we have women from all over doing all kinds of different businesses. And that lights me up to have interesting conversations with people that aren't just like me. But um, the one thing they do have in common is they're all challenging themselves to think bigger and they're taking risks and they're putting themselves out there. And that to me is powerful. And if all you have is people who are staying in their lane and playing it safe. And they don't really understand this little business of yours, again, air quotes, um, then you're going to find it's going to be a lot harder. It's going to feel like nobody gets you. You're going to feel alone. And that was the case with me when I was just starting out. That's why I started Mamas and Co. was I just wanted to hang out with other women who were kind of thinking a little bit bigger than, you know, the mom down the street. And um, I just think it's so important in this day and age You can find them in free Facebook groups, but my recommendation is invest in this part of your business. Join communities, join masterminds, hook up with people like Kristen, learn from them, get in those powerful exchanges. One of my favorite things about my community is we have a free accountability program. If you join our community, you get matched up with a mentor and you connect with that same group once a month, every month for the entire year. And that's the stuff that's going to get you further, faster, and you're going to also have more fun because you're going to have people to celebrate it with. So that's my biggest, my biggest takeaway. And looking back, I wish I found that squad sooner. Um, I did eventually find it and I, and I made it <laughs> and I, can, and I continued to make it, um, I think better and, and more of what people need, because we do, we need, we need support and we need that sense of belonging more than we even realize. Yeah, that sense of belonging is what gives you that little bit of energy to get out of bed to even go make the cup of coffee. But that I belong, I have hope, I know it's coming. There's more than enough wealth. There's more than enough joy. There's more than enough business opportunities to go around. But when you have that community that's keeping you excited for each step of it, I think that's where you're like, all right, let's actually go do this. And it goes from being just a cute dream to an actual profitable business along the way. And it's a process, but it definitely makes that process a little bit smoother of a ride. I think, yeah, exactly. And I think it's that someone else cares that I make it, right? Like, cause so many of us don't make it and it's not because we're not smart and it's not because we don't have enough time. It's because we don't have that support system of people who really believe in us. And, um, and that's what is needed, especially if you look around yourself and you feel like the people closest to you are not supportive of your dreams, you got to find new people you do. And, and again, like you don't know what is out there until you get into some of these spaces and you start the idea sharing. I mean, I value my business besties so much, but 
And there's a few that I wouldn't have met them if I didn't have the courage to go and join these groups of people that I didn't even know. My first mastermind, I flew to San Diego to meet a coach in person that I'd only ever listened to his podcast. And before the end of the weekend, I was signing up for his mastermind. Like I was really pushing myself out of my comfort zone. And that's where I met, you know, one of my business besties. And, and you're, you're going to find your people through doing scary things and through making investments that maybe you don't feel quite ready to make. But guess what? What's on the other side of that is something you can't even imagine right now. It just having that support amplifies your goals and amplifies your ability to reach them, I think. Speaking of amplify, (laughs) there's that word again. Yeah, no, but that's that's exactly why I named my podcast. What I named it is because it was the word that just kept coming up of like, you're here. How do you get to the next thing? Well, someone has to help you, but you also have to find it within yourself. Now you have shared some amazing nuggets, three specifically, but honestly, there were some others sprinkled even in your own story as well. And really saying how business can and should be fun. So I know you wrote a book all about this. I'd love to hear a little bit more um, and how listeners can also get a copy. Yes. So I wrote a book called Building a Joyful Business because I was meeting far too many women specifically that had built something that they were no longer in love with. And I believe that there are certain principles that if we can stay focused on, we're going to make more money because a joyful business is also a profitable business. I know you appreciate that. that. Yes. It's not about having fun and being poor. It is about feeling joy on all levels, serving from your highest ability, working with only top tier dream clients, um, you know, having the schedule of your dreams, having the balance. It is all, um, it's all totally doable, but it has to, it comes with intention. And so the book really is um, sort of a step-by-step manual of how to create that. And it comes with um, exercises at the end of every chapter, questions that you have to work through. And by the end of it, if you do the work, you will have so much more clarity and you'll be on a path to not only financial freedom, but joy, abundance, more impact, all the things. So, and if you're, if you're okay with it, I would love to offer your listeners a free copy of my book. All you need to do is pay the nominal shipping fee. You just go to leannekim.com slash book and enter the promo code AMPLIFY. So that's capital, all caps, A-M-P-L-I-F-Y. And the book will be free and you just pay the shipping and you'll have it within a week or so. And that's my gift to you. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'll definitely drop the link link in the show notes um, for everyone because if they enjoyed this conversation, I already know they're going to enjoy this book. Um, And I think that's the reminder that we all need is sometimes we get so much into the perfect strategy and overcomplicated because our brains like to do that to us, but recognizing that it can be fun and it can be um, a pleasurable process just as much as what the rewards are going to look like too. Yeah, it can, and it should be fun. I love that. (laughs) Awesome. All right. So before we wrap up this conversation, if everyone listening has to remember Leanne Kim by just one thing, what would that legacy be that you're trying to create in this world? Oh, well, I think it is. We have one life to live, figure out what you're here to do, and then find a way to do it. Whether that's part-time, full-time, 
volunteer. It doesn't really matter, but we have this one life. We have only a handful of thousands of hours on this planet. Um, and it's your choice. It's up to you how you want to spend it. So, yeah. Mic drop on that one. I love it. <laughs> That's so awesome. Absolutely. I'll drop the links into show notes on where people can find you and how they can get a free copy of building a joyful business. So thank you so much for speaking with us today and for sharing all of your wisdom with us. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Are you searching for a way to grow your business as you create your best life? Click the link in the show notes to get your free guide, five simple steps to build a profitable business roadmap based on your natural abilities. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, take a moment to share it on Instagram or your favorite social media platform and tag me at Kristen Edwards underscore. Or go the extra mile and leave a rating or review to help more women listen in and join our community. Thanks for listening to Amplify Ambition. Until next time, dream loudly.